0: Welcome to the new episode of Starting Your Own Coffee Shop. I am Jerry Stolani, the founder of Café Chocolat in downtown DC. I had no experience when I started four years ago, and if I can do it, you can too. Tune in. The podcast finally has a home on the web at ristretto-time.com, T-R-E-T-T-O time, T-I-M-E dot com. Sorry, Stratotime dot com. And uh, the reason why I decided to set up a website is because I wanted to make sure that I gave you, the listeners, a way to provide feedback, to communicate back. Uh, and also to let me know if there are things you want me to talk about, there are questions that you have, uh, issues that you're running into, and want a second opinion, um, I would gladly love to uh, to help out. So it's also a good way to uh, provide feedback. So again, com. Welcome, welcome to this new episode. I specifically called it, This Is Not Your Baby Because it's true, your business is not your baby. Your business is a business. Once you set it up, there's a lot of people that are going to put their hands into it. There's a lot of people that you're going to have to rely on for this business to continue to grow and continue achieving its goals. And then at some point, it's either going to fail Or it's going to succeed. And if it succeeds, you can't. You can't be there forever. You're going to have to trust other people to do it. You're going to have to learn to let other people do their job. And at the end of the day, you might not even end up being the right fit uh, to get this business to the different stages that it needs to go. I mean, just because you started it, just because it was your idea, doesn't necessarily mean that you're good at you know different phases of it that maybe you you suck at scaling um, maybe when it gets to a certain point where it just gets too big for you to manage then you need somebody who has that kind of experience right so it's not your baby it's a business and your baby's at home and that's what you have to keep in mind ultimately this episode is about managing our expectations it's about understanding what it is that you're trying to achieve and figuring out how to create a work-life balance. Now, we hear that a lot, the work-life balance. Um, I've come to, at least for myself, I've come to realize that there's no such thing. Uh, there's no real work-life balance. And where I've found comfort and I've found that works for me is when your life and your work just kind of get intertwined, right? Um, And it's 24-7. That to me is being able to find the balance, Uh, being able to squeeze your life in while you're working and being able to get some time out of life to do some stuff that you have to do for work. Uh, Once you start thinking that way, I think it makes it so much easier to control everything that happens in your life. Once you realize there's no such thing as a clear cut. Here is the time for work, and here is the time for life. Uh, then it, you know things just get a lot easier. At least they did for me, and that was kind of the epiphany that. Um, I, I, that I got to through this entire process of starting the business and having that business kind of consume your life, right? Um, so I, I, you know, I, I take my family and my work and um, obviously I bring some of that work home, but I don't do it in an intrusive way. Um, so, and then I think that's the best way to, to get that done. But anyway, I didn't want to digress. Um, what I want to talk about even though I don't think it's much of a digression, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that when you start this business, and it's going to consume a big part of your day, if not your entire day, right? But you also want to want to be able to set up a business that allows you to have time for family, that allows you to have time for friends, that allows you to have time for yourself. Uh, as I was setting up Café Chocolat, I was talking to friends of mine that have restaurants, that have bars, and they they were at work until 2 a.m., until the restaurant closed or the bar closed. And I'd ask them the question, like, why don't you just go home? Why don't you just let somebody else, you know, close for you? And it all came down to, well, nobody else does it like I do or nobody else knows how to do it the way I do it or I trust myself better than somebody else. And you have to get that out of your head. You have to figure out, ways to trust other people. And this is what this episode is about. Is setting up systems, is letting systems do the work for you so that you can go home on time. So you can have dinner with your family. So you can, I don't know, go on a trip somewhere on one day. Um, I don't know, take your wife or your husband out um for a dinner without having to worry about is your business on fire are people stealing or whatever it is that that you know, keeps you up at night. You don't have to be a hero and you're not going to be happy if you rely on yourself doing everything for your business. So you have to set up systems. So what are these systems I'm talking about? Well, I'm talking about things that your employees can do by themselves while you're not there. If issues arise, how do those issues get solved, with as minimal input from you as possible? And you have to think about that stuff, because this is what allows you to get a full nights of sleep, without having your employees wake you up in the middle of the night for for little things. Um, and this is what allows you to just be comfortable that when you're not there, you know things are going as they as they they should be. If things break, your people know what to do. So just make sure you put those systems in place. So the question is, where do you start? And I have a book recommendation for you. Um, I, I know when you probably hear it, you're going to be like, oh, no. But um, uh, the book that <laughs> that that did it for me was uh, The 4-Hour Workweek by uh, Tim Ferriss. I'd obviously heard about that book for a long time. I was skeptical about it. Um, Just like I'm skeptical of anything that says, you know, do this one thing and you'll have $100 million in 20 days. Um, And this idea of having a four-hour work week just kind of seemed like one of those things to me. Um, And I I did not read it. Um, I kind of refused to read it until... I was reading a book on, you know, I don't know, maybe it was Idiot's Guide for Idiot's Guide to Coffee Bar or something like that. And it recommended that I read The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. So at that point, I said, okay, well, I might just give this a look. And I was surprised at, you know, some of the advice Uh, that was there. It was very kind of hands-on. Now, again, some of it is absolutely undoable. Some of it, I think, is obnoxious. Um, Even though I try to follow that advice, and now I realize in retrospect how obnoxious it is. And I'll probably leave that for another episode. But one of the things that I liked specifically about the book was the systems part. Setting up systems in place. To minimize your work, to minimize the amount of work that you do, so for example, Tim talks about in the book, and i I'd read this a long time ago, so you know if if somebody has a, has read it more recently, they you know, forgive me if I'm messing up the details but um in one of his uh when he was traveling and was trying to manage his business, I think the situation was. Um, th- the warehouse people would call him every time for every single transaction that was an issue, and basically what he said is um, to to the warehouse team said, "Listen, you know, unless it's it's something that's gonna cost us a hundred bucks or more, do not call me," and that ended up killing about seventy percent of the calls that he would get from uh, his staff about what to do. Right. So he just basically allowed his staff to take care of every single issue that would cost the company a hundred dollars or less. And that's great, you know, because I did the same thing at the shop. I said, listen, if if there's anything that's less than you know fifteen dollars, don't call me. Just figure it out, give the customer the product. Um, whatever it is, make them another coffee, make them 10 more coffees. I don't care. As long as it's less than about $15, $20, you know, just take care of it yourself. And what it does, what it did is my employees took care of the stuff. I'd never heard of, you know, complaints that were, you know, about a coffee or about an espresso or about a chocolate bar or anything like that. Uh, because my employees knew to take care of it, uh, themselves. So everybody wins. The customer is happy because they get taken care of right away. My staff feels empowered because now they they feel like they own the shop, you know, and they can take care of situations right there and then. So it also gives them an instant gratification for being able to just feel empowered, right? And then me, I don't get a wake-up call for somebody complaining about a chocolate bar. Who cares? They can just get another one. Uh, and I sleep at night, so those are the types of things that you need to start thinking about when you're setting you know these systems up. so those systems could include things like what happens if uh, a water line breaks, having your employees uh, go to some type of a systems book um that tells them you know who to call in case. There's uh, some type of uh, plumbing situation, or who to call? If there's an electrical situation, who to call? If there's some type of uh, building issue, so they don't call you, um, and they take care of it themselves. Uh, setting up systems in terms of um, how things should work around the uh, the store. How should this the uh, how should the POS work? Uh, who does what? You know, once you set those things up. And you have them in some type of a book form, then, you know, your staff doesn't have to call you. They know exactly what they need to do. And that's allowed me to, you know, take a week-long vacation somewhere, you know, travel somewhere with my family without having to worry that, you know, the story's on fire. Because my I trusted my Team, uh, to do their job, and I test, and and they also had, they also knew who to call and what to what to do when I wasn't there. I mean, those systems were in place, and that, to me, that was the most valuable thing that I got out of the four-hour work week. And I kind of realized that at the end of the day, I think most people don't tell you this, but honestly, you can manage a coffee shop with just four hours of work a day. I mean, uh, a week, that's it. If you think about it, if you have Staff that's been with you for a long time, and they know what they're doing, and you trust them, and you have, and you've given them the authority, and you have, um, like a key person that's kind of like your 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 go-to person, um, who also feels empowered to to make managerial decisions. Honestly, all you have to do is just you can manage a coffee shop in four hours of work a week. Um, all you have to do is payroll. You know, pay bills, do some of the accounting stuff, and that doesn't really take that much. Nowadays, with companies like Gusto, you can do payroll in 20 minutes. That's it. Um, every week or every two weeks. It doesn't really take much. And once you have those systems in place and you kind of understand how those things work, then you know it every day. You walk into your shop. You know exactly you know, when it's 10 a.m. and you've been open for three hours and they tell you what the, what the sales are. You know exactly what the day is going to look like, um, and that that really helps. And that's honestly, when when I think about you know the next business or or the next coffee shop or anything that 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 I think I'll do in the future, that's the one, number one thing that I'll set up, have those systems from the beginning because it really helps you. Just go about your life and, and really kind of helps you with that work-life balance, right? You can stay home and do stuff with your family without having to look at your phone all the time, without getting calls for, for stupid stuff, stuff that employees can take care of themselves. Um, or that, that is meaningless, you know, in terms of dollar value or in terms of, you know, the time that they cost you, right? So that's one of the important things uh, to, to, to keep in mind with these systems. Ultimately, what you're going to have to do to be able to win some of that time back so you can dedicate that to your family is you're going to have to learn to trust uh, people to do what, they're, what you've hired them to do, one. And two, you also have to manage your expectations. Um, I can tell you once in a while when... I was running through a rough patch. Uh, I would call my friend, uh, Zamir, um, who has one of the best restaurants in uh, Massachusetts, one of the best Italian restaurants in Massachusetts, uh, Trattoria Firenze. Um, So I'd call him up and he's been in the business for a long time. And I'd complain about an issue I was having with employees or the quality, specifically the quality of the work, uh, the quality of the product. And, and he would tell, he would tell me, he said, listen, George. You know, your staff is waking up at 4 a.m. So they can come to the shop. They can open it at 6 a.m. So that you can sleep in and come in at 8.30 and 9. Um, at the shop, or you can drop your kid off. That allows you to drop your kid off at, at school. Uh, you're just going to have to accept that at the end of the day. There are some things that you cannot control. There are some things you're gonna have to just rely on them to do. Right. The only thing that I could control was how I trained them, and how much time I spent on training them. But at the end of the day, I was I was very happy and thankful that you know my staff would wake up every morning at four a.m. diligently and just. So they could open the store on time, they could start everything on time and be ready to go while I was taking care of my, you know, family needs, whether dropping my kid off at um, his daycare or whatever I had to do in the morning uh, or in the afternoon if I had to leave early. So you, you're just going to have to just have an understanding that, listen, nobody is going to be able to do the work or to be as committed to it as you are. At the end of the day, this is your idea, you're the one that's driving it. But what you can do is manage the floor, right? Manage, manage when I when I say the floor, manage the bottom level quality that you'll expect from your employees. And that's done through tons of training. Um, and it's done through setting up the right expectations for them in terms of how things should look like, but also being able to do it in a very simplified way. Um, one of the things about one of the thing about being able to gain some of that time is to understand that you're not going to be able to do everything, right? Um, I I I read this from somewhere. I think. One, one of the, um, either some, somebody who's high up at Netflix or somewhere else was talking about how they manage their time and how do they find this work-life balance thing. Um, and they said, listen, I only do two things a day. That's it. I just make sure that those two things are done. Um, and I've started doing that a long time ago. And, and honestly, it's, it's, it's amazing how productive you are when you're just focusing on one or two projects a day. And that's all you do. You just focus on those two things and you make sure those are done. And then the next day you move on to the two other things that are waiting. And then you move on to the next two other things that are waiting. And then when the days when the, when the week is done, you've already got 10 projects under your belt that you know you've started and you've completed. Rather than you know doing five minutes of this one and thirty minutes of this other one, and so I I use that same uh, management style or same same time management uh, or project management style um, at the shop as well. You know, just focus on one or two things that that are very very important. Um, training your staff uh, and even giving them only one or two things to focus on. At our shop, I only ask them for two things, for the hot chocolate quality and for the espresso quality. I would never asked about latte art, you know, to make that like a thing. I never asked about the quality of the cappuccino or whatever. Um, I just focus specifically if the, co- if the espresso quality was bad uh, or I didn't think it was up to par, you know, we'd go into training sessions about the espresso. Like it would be all hands on deck, espresso has to be has to be good. Or the hot chocolate. The hot chocolate had to be good every single time. So those are the things that I focused on. Uh, just pick one or two things that are the most important. And again, I think this is also a Team fair's thing, the 80-20. Well, not that he invented the 80-20 rule, but this, this idea of... I think he's spent a lot of time on his books and, and shows and episodes and whatever of uh, the podcasts that he does speaking about this 80-20 rule where you focus on the 20% uh, of the stuff that gives you 80% of the results and you make sure that you get those done because that's where you get the best benefit, the best bang for your buck. And same thing uh, when you're running a shop too. you Don't focus on everything. Focus on that 20% that generates 80% of revenue or free time, you know, if you will, focus on the 20% that your employees have to do um, and and focus on putting that in place so that 80% of the stuff at the store is already taken care of with the least minimal input on your side. I can't stress this enough. I mean, I understand when you're passionate with something, when you're passionate about something, um, you tend to just say, you know, I'm going to dedicate my entire day or week or life to this. I'm going to make sure it's great. But at the end of the day, you you have to be able to get some time for yourself. You have to be able to get some time for your family. And the only way to do that is to be able to put these systems in place, be able to take care of the 20% of the things that happen in your store, in your business, that generate 80% of the results. Just focus on those. And then the rest of them, the rest of the stuff is just fringes. Um, and you can give that to other people to take care of. But you focus on the 20% that produces the 80% of the results. And then you'll realize that you'll have a lot of time. So to recap, your business is not your baby. Like I said, your baby's at home, um, and you want to make sure that you set up as many systems in place and simple systems that everybody can follow so that you can have as much time as possible to really spend on things that truly matter, and nothing, in my opinion, matters as much as family does. So in order to be successful at doing that, you have to be flexible. Um, You have to be able to adapt to uh, changes. Uh, do read the 4-Hour Work Week by Team Ferriss. You have to learn to trust people. Uh, you have to learn to trust that they will do what you've hired them to do and that they will follow the steps that you've laid out for them. And if they don't, you, you fire quickly. You take a, a long time to hire and you fire very quickly. Um, and finally... You just have to let go of some of your expectations. Um, Do not expect your employees to do things with the same amount of passion and the same amount of dedication, everything that you've put into the place. Because that's, to you, that place is everything. And to employees, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's a job, right? At the end of the day, you know, They'll work for you for some time and they'll work for somebody else and they'll move on to the next thing. Now, if you spend a lot of time on building culture and, you know, I'll talk about that in future episodes, um, you can have some very, very dedicated employees. Um, In this business, the turnover ratio is 400% a year. So basically, the employees that you start the year, you would have replaced them four times by the end of the year um i was very lucky at cafe Chocolat. you know my staff had been with me for as long as you know pretty much the store opened um and i was i was very happy that you know everybody stuck around but at the same time i also spent a lot of time and 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 we made that a, a family business where my employees were the family so but we'll talk about that in later episodes well, here we are at the end of this episode. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, Keep an eye out for future episodes. We'll be bringing in uh, some people with some deep knowledge in various areas of running and owning a coffee shop or a coffee business. Um, So we'll give you guys chances to ask questions um, or even get live on one of our episodes as well. So until then, have a good rest of the day.